Listener Production. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to Queer Questions, a brand new segment. We are going to toss into your come out wherever you are feeds periodically when there's a question you have about information that is impacting the lives of queer humans everywhere. I know that you have queer questions and you're in luck because I have some queer answers. Today, we are going to be talking about monkeypox because it's an issue that everyone's talking about right now and it is deeply affecting the lives of queer humans everywhere. Specifically, I want to answer a question that I have seen on the internet a lot. Is monkeypox a gay disease? So since early May of 2022, there have been more than 23,000 cases of monkeypox. And it's been reported in 78 different countries, including Australia, with 57 confirmed cases in Oz, 33 of which are in New South Wales at the time of this recording. And almost all of them have been picked up overseas. Given the scale of the outbreak, WHO, which is the World Health Organization, you probably know about them since COVID, has now declared that the current monkeypox epidemic is a global health emergency. Now listen, if the idea of another pandemic makes your eyes glaze over and your ears just like want to sing, I can't hear you, I promise you that you are not alone. That is exactly how I'm feeling. It is exhausting to think that we have to go through this all again, but monkeypox is here and it is very important that we talk about it. So let me break it down for you. Monkeypox is a disease that mostly spreads through physical contact, okay? It can also spread by sneezing and coughing and bed sheets and towels and other fabrics, and it can remain on surfaces for a couple of weeks. But even though all of that is true, 95% of infections have been spread as the result of sexual contact. So the main focus here, physical contact with an infected person. Anyone can get monkeypox. That we know to be true. But the current outbreak is overwhelmingly affecting gay and bisexual men and men who have sex with men, including one transgender man so far. In fact, most of the studies that have been made available to the public find that 98% of those affected are members of the queer community. But why? Why is this predominantly affecting men who have sex with men? It's a very good question. So there's this humongous global study. It was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. It is the largest multi-country study, and it has the most complete set of clinical and demographic data on monkeypox, okay? And it offers very strong new evidence that states that anal sex itself, not necessarily ejaculation, is a major source of transmission. So I'm quoting here. The strong likelihood of sexual transmission was supported by the findings of primary genital, anal, and oral mucosal lesions, which may represent the inoculation site. The finding that 95% of cases have been transmitted during sex provides reassurance that this outbreak is primarily caused by very close contact and may explain why it's been largely limited so far to dense social networks of men who have sex with men. So this monkeypox virus, just so you're aware, is a part of the same family as smallpox and chickenpox, and there's very similar symptoms. So you can have fevers and chills and coughs and sore throats. And most notably, this is what the press talks about a lot, the symptoms are accompanied by this rash, which appears in blister form on your face, genital, chest, back, hands, and feet. And that is how it's spreading. Some people do experience these sores in their mouth and their anus. And for most people, 
this disease is going to just resolve itself in two to four weeks. That being said, there are some serious cases that can occur with a fatality ratio hovering in the 3 to 6% range. Treatments and vaccines, they're known already, thanks mostly to the smallpox eradication program that they've even been updated in recent years. But there has been this huge challenge in getting access to it. There have been people waiting in long lines or not being able to get it before trips that they were going on in the States. And part of the reason for this is that smallpox had been eradicated. So we didn't have like stockpiles just laying around here in Australia. And even though it's in the same family as chickenpox, which we know how to cure, the chickenpox vaccine just doesn't work for it. So let's just talk a little bit about protection. Many countries, including the one I am in right now, Australia, are offering vaccinations to sexually active gay and bisexual humans who are at the greatest risk of contracting the disease. Used prior to exposure, research suggests the vaccine can provide around an 85% protection rate. If you take it four to 14 days after exposure, the vaccine may reduce the symptoms of the disease. The World Health Organization has recommended that at-risk groups limit how many sexual partners they have and take steps to protecting themselves. And that sentence right there, that's where the drama occurs, that's the issue, and that is what we are here to talk about today. We know at large that public health messages are most effective when they target people who are at risk, right? That makes sense. If a bunch of redheads are getting sick from a specific disease, you think we should tell all the redheads. But in this case, those at risk are members of a marginalized community that have already experienced decades worth of discrimination thanks to HIV and AIDS. This community has had their sex lives, the intimacy of their life dissected mostly by heterosexual and cis people for decades. And this has caused globally intense fear, a fear of stigmatization. And that has meant that there has been a big delay in messaging globally and at times inconsistent advice from neighboring health bodies. That is so problematic. Public health authorities typically and historically have emphasized safe sex, right? Not abstinence to prevent the spread of disease. We've learned a lot in the last couple decades, but scientific reviews have supported that abstinent-only education does not work in preventing transmission of STIs. So monkeypox is presenting a brand new challenge for a brand new era, right? We have all of HIV and AIDS that we've learned from, and then we've just experienced COVID. So experts are on edge. They're nervous that they just deliver the information to the specific group of people that it's going to cause all the stigmatization and take us back multiple decades. And then you have other health officials that are saying, you have to have the courage to just tell people to stop having sex. That is going to save lives. Gay rights activists are very concerned that the messaging is going to embolden escalating attempts by the religious right to drive gay people out of public life. If you're listening to this, you're probably already aware that there have been movements all around the globe to take books about us out of schools, to ban discussions about sexual orientation from the classroom, and to take movies, just like take queer parts out of it, rip them right out from entire countries. So it's already happening, and gay rights activists are concerned this, on its own, is going to take us back even further. So what do we do? Seriously, like, how do we not repeat the problems of the past? while still taking a step forward. So some believe the messaging needs to be hyper-focused, go after educating, targeting gay men. Where are they? Go to their dating sites, go to STD clinics, go to sex apps, and give them the information they need to hear. 
If the goal is to save lives, then this would make sense, right? Disregard any concerns of moral judgment. Don't even think about the religious right and just focus on communicating all the data to the people who need to hear it. And then some, including Dan Savage from the United States, just believe it's too late. You should have targeted us way back in May and you haven't, and now it's just gonna spread. And then finally, there's just this other group that believes because the infections are in fact occurring in both women and children, though it is an extremely small number, that this is not a gay issue. This is a human issue. And because it is a human issue, the messaging should be consistent, though it's a little more expensive and delivered to anyone at all who might have the potential, no matter their sexuality, of catching the disease. The problem is queer men and health officials and straight humans just aren't in agreement. They don't know what the best approach is. And unfortunately, we're having all of these huge conversations, these complicated conversations while the disease is spreading. There's one thing I think everyone agrees on. I mean, most people, maybe not the religious right. It's that we should deliver this information without stigma. It needs to be moral-free, non-judgmental. Just pass the information along to the people who need to hear it. Don't demonize them. Don't criminalize their sex. Don't even talk about how you feel about it. Just put the message out in hopes of keeping the community safe. Personally, I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days. I want the information delivered directly to me. I do not care about stigmatization because I know deep in my veins that homophobes, are they going to use this against us? Of course they will. But they're always finding reasons and things to use against us. They will find a way. My top priority as a human who would like to keep our community safe, I just want the information out there. I want every single person who is likely to be affected by it, and right now it seems to be the queer community, we need access to it. I really don't think we should be making health and policy decisions based off of a fear of what some people might do with that information. If our community is getting sick, we have to be told that directly. Don't mince words. My husband was listening to a program two days ago about it, and never once did they mention what community needed to hear the information. He just kept hearing the community at large being affected by it. So what are people supposed to do? Go and Google who the community is and then find out? If you're having a conversation about it, you you have to address it. I understand that there are other people who disagree, but this is my personal opinion. You got to address the data. And this is what the data says. So if the recommendation is to decrease sexual partners and have safer sex, even if this recommendation is going to plant a small seed in other people's heads that we might be a promiscuous bunch... I still think we just need to be given that information. So is it a gay disease? Is monkeypox a queer disease? Well, it's affecting us more than anyone else. It's not our responsibility alone, though, right? We know that men who have sex with men also have sex with women. So very quickly, it could become not a gay disease. I actually don't think it's super valuable to even ask the question, Is it a disease that is existing and affecting our community? Yes, that we know to be true. It's a tricky subject. I'm sure a lot of you disagree, and I'm very, very interested in what you think, okay? So please pop over onto our Instagram. It's at come out wherever you are, just fully spelled out. There'll be a post there, and I'd love to hear your opinion. And in the meantime, stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming out stories coming more issues that matter most to our community, whether you are in or outside of the closet. If you have a question you'd like us to answer in the future, just email us at comeouttous at gmail.com. That's comeout, T-O-U-S at gmail.com. 
Come Out Wherever You Are is presented by me, Sean Seps, producer Lindsay Green, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and audio producer Chris Marsh. Talk to you soon. <laughs>